Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Render Time. I'm Richard Lutz and it is my goal to connect you with different people in television, feature films, and in advertising so that you can hopefully apply it in your life, in your own creative journeys. On this week's episode, we're doing something a little different. We're talking software, specifically Avid Media Composer. Avid has recently announced a free version of their flagship NLE, Avid Media Composer. Avid Media Composer first. On this week's episode, I talk with Matt Fury, who is the head or the director of pro video product and segment marketing at Avid. In our conversation, he discusses and talks about Avid Media Composer first and ultimately what the objective behind the software is. I'm really excited about this piece of software for many reasons, but the big one that stands out in my head is this is a piece of software that I wish I had when I was studying at Washington State or even at the VCU Brand Center. This is a version of Avid that is free. If you are an aspiring editor or aspiring filmmaker in any way, shape, or form, Avid Media Composer is the industry standard for editorial here in Hollywood and throughout the entertainment industry. Avid has been used on everything from the biggest feature films in the world, like The Martian and Star Wars, to music videos and commercials. It is used everywhere. And what Media Composer first allows aspiring editors to do is learn the Avid interface and learn how the system works. Coming from Adobe Premiere, it is a completely different form of thinking. Avid wants you to cut its way, but the advantage of that is it's extremely fast, the metadata organization is flawless, and just a lot of back-end stuff that we don't necessarily think about as editors, but it is super, super crucial. So I hope that you enjoy this episode of Render Time, and I hope it provides a ton of insightful information about why you should consider Media Composer and why you should download Media Composer first. With all that, let's get into my conversation with Matt Fury of Avid. Matt, why don't you begin by introducing yourself? Uh, my name is Matt Fury, and according to my business card this month, it says I'm the director of product and segment marketing for Pro Video, which... Um, it's just sort of a long way of saying that I, I focus a lot on Media Composer and storage, things like that. That, inclu- that includes uh, the Nexus box, right? The Nexus storage. Yeah, I'm mostly to that. I mean, that's a big family of products. It covers you know, small work groups with our Nexus Pro product, which that's really where most of my attention is. But all the way up into like enterprise class where you're doing things like supporting NBC Olympics, oh, where gotcha. you have hundreds and hundreds of seats and petabytes of storage, and it, it gets very deep and technical. But I, I mostly focus on the Nexus Pro side, the small post environment stuff. Gotcha. Um, and uh, you previously were at uh, uh, the New England uh, Sports Network, correct? <laughs> what are you looking on LinkedIn or something? Oh, yeah, I'm, do- uh, I'm yeah. doing my homework. Oh, uh, good for you. Boy, that was well, that's going back a ways, but yeah, back before anybody in New England sports won anything, I did work at New England Sports Network. Um, unfortunately, it's a much better time to work there now than I when can I imagine. did uh, with a few championships under everybody's belt. But um, yeah, that's right out of college. I, I started uh, doing that, you know, getting my feet wet, doing all kinds of things, you know, shooting, editing, producing, 
graphics, you name it. They'll let you do everything. Yeah, and, and what ultimately uh, made you uh, make the leap from uh, them to Avid? Um, well, at the time, and when I say at the time, it's a, it's an embarrassingly long time ago, but at the time, it was the you know early 90s. Um, Avid was just starting to make waves. And, you know, for a lot of people that were working in production or editing, certainly, uh, you were hearing about this thing called Avid and, and what it was. And, you know, it was met with a, a bit of skepticism because it's like, OK, well, that's that's a tectonic shift in how things are being done. How can that really work as efficiently as it does? And the pitch then was it's it's a word processor for editing. Think of it that way. So I had just finished, you know, film school at, you know, I don't even remember what it cost then. It's probably uh, a lot more now, but at the time, you know, I learned how to cut on tape and learned how to cut film and was just thinking, don't tell me I had to spend all that money learning that when there's this new way of doing things. So I was, I was a little nervous about the whole idea about it. And I guess the best way to, to conquer your fears is just to dive right in. So they were, Avid was hiring at a rapid pace at the time. And there was just an ad in the, I guess it was probably the Boston Globe. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I know production and I know computers. I had a minor in computer science. I thought this this seems like a good fit, and I jumped in, and they took me, and it's been a twenty plus year ride so far. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you're enjoying yourself over there. Uh, pretty much. I mean, it would be, be kind of shameful to stay someplace this long and not not be enjoying it. But the beautiful thing about Avid is that it's always changing. It's always just the nature of the game. You're always reinventing yourself, and working here, you sort of have that. Um, preview into what's next you know that's the kind of the exciting thing about this business is is that is the technology is always improving and, and bringing to market new things you, you weren't really considering were, were possible before so it's like having a great seat for a, for an event you know you get to see some really cool things happen before they're out yeah I mean I've been uh, yeah Avid has been uh, it's really cool seeing what you guys have been doing recently so uh, I I just wanted to reach out to you guys and and uh, learn more about Avid first and just why editors should care about Avid because when I was before moving to LA it's like everybody was using Adobe Premiere Avid was a uh, yeah I mean people weren't even using it but being in LA it's like you Avid is the king yeah it's funny it's really Avid is kind of the top of the pyramid like in the pro space whether it's in broadcast or TV or film it's really dominant. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And then you get into the consumer and prosumer space, and we just never have had that reach down there before. So, you know, we've got a lot of like, hey, Adobe's really taking up some of your market share. And it's like, well, no, not really. They're taking over some of the space we wish we could have filled that, you know, Final Cut left. But at the top level, I mean, there's always going to be the outliers, uh, you know, that you know, the cold mountains, which are now the Deadpools and so on, but it, it's yeah. still like nine, 99% of everything is avid. So it's it's nice having that kind of domination in that segment, but really, you know, you want to grow. So I think that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and it, it definitely seems like it. And it's, I mean, learning how it is a beast on itself. I mean, especially coming from um, Premiere mm. or, um, yeah, coming from Premiere, it's just, it's been a... It's been a little tricky learning Avid because I'm used to doing things a certain way, but it's once I I figured it out, I was like, wow, Avid is fast. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's generally the the place that a lot of people get to. I mean, it, it can be a little intimidating at first because um, some of the conventions 
were built at a time when it wasn't just improving upon NLEs, it was establishing the NLE. Mm-hmm. So um, you were trying to talk people into, you know, that were tape-based editors or, or film editors into this new way of thinking using a computer to, to cut. So it borrowed a lot of conventions and, and names that they were familiar with that maybe today are kind of seem like, well, why, you know, you know, why would you call it that or why would you do it that way? But as people get into it, they start to see some of the, the sense behind um, the way it's designed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Avid is definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, Avid is definitely a player within the industry. Um it's, I mean, it is the king of the, it's the king of the mountain when it comes to editorial. However, there's a lot of people out there in smaller markets that have not considered Avid. They look to like the Final Cut Pros and the premieres. I mean, why should they care about um, Avid and using it on future projects? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, Avid has never really been in a, in a meaningful way in the consumer or prosumer space, um, not in the ways we really should have been. The focus has always been on professional markets, and that's that alone is is a huge challenge um, that we've seen a lot of. You think about it, Avid's been around. Avid was founded in '87, and I think Media Composer, the first version of it, the Avid One, came out in '89, and and really started to be what it needed to be in the early '90s. But if you think about it, just that amount of time staying relevant even forget top of the mountain um in the technology space certainly in the media entertainment technology space that's a huge accomplishment i mean it just requires a lot of focus on that space alone and there have been some big names that have come and gone in this space you know sony and jvc and panasonic um they've all taken a crack at like having a dominant nle in the pro space even apple with just the ridiculous resources that they have um, you know, certainly we're able to take those resources and make a big dent in the pro space, but realize quickly, you know, this isn't the right, and, and I'm speaking for them, which is kind of ludicrous, but I, I think what they did is like, well, we can make billions of dollars off a phone, whereas in this space, it requires a lot more of attention, a lot more hand-holding. It's, a, it's an audience that really demands that you understand them and, and engage with them on a regular basis, and that's a hard thing to do if you're not, if that isn't your end-all be-all, and that's, that's what Avid is all about. So, you know, moving forward to today, why should somebody that's just starting out care about Avid? Um, you know, it's gotten to the point now where stuff is, is really cheap, right? They call it commoditization. You, know, you, you can use Premiere or FCPX or, or Media Composer, and ultimately the product you deliver, you, the audience couldn't tell the difference. I mean, that's, that's not what it's all about. It's really about how the journey, your experience doing the editorial. Um, the price part of it, you know, it's everybody has subscription. Avid has subscription. You can subscribe to Media Composer for, you know, fifty bucks a month, or if you're a student, ten bucks a month. But there's a huge segment out there that even ten bucks a month is like, hey, I'm just starting out. Ten bucks a month is a lot of money. I mean, when I was in college, ten bucks a month was a fortune um, to me because I was running on favors. Um, so we never really had anything for that audience before. And now we have Media Composer First, which just came out last week. And it's basically a free version of Media Composer. And I think what's caused some confusion is we announced it 
two years ago. Yeah, I remember so, you announced it at, what, NAB uh, 2015? Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing about that. I was like, and then like wondering, is it ever going to come? And here it yeah. is. I'm, I was wondering the same thing. We definitely leaned into that one. Um, so obviously we get a lot of questions like, well, what happened? What You, you announced it two years ago, and now it's 2017. What happened? And I think honestly what happened was we were we were about to make what I would consider a big mistake. Um, the easy thing to do, and again, this is a long way around to getting back to your question about learning Media Composer. The easy thing to do would have been to strip out a bunch of features of Media Composer and go, here, this is free. Um, but as you stated, uh, might have been before we started the recording, you know, Media Composer can be kind of intimidating for people to learn. It, it has been around a long time. It has a, it's really deep. It has a lot of functionality and a lot of tools that have been put in there from addressing the needs of professional editors for over 30 years around the world. So there's a lot of stuff in there. You're like, as a new user, like, what? Read audio time code. What does that mean? Why would I care? Certainly things that have to do with, with recording and tape, which in the pro space, believe me, is still there. Um, it's still a, a big deliverable. But, you know, as an independent, why do I care about tape? That's crazy. So there's just a lot of stuff in there that if we had just shut certain things off and said, here, this is free, still a new user would have been like, okay, it's great, this is free, but I, I'm not enjoying this, I don't get it, I don't want to use this. And you know, if I'm starting out and my motivation is someday to be, you know, is to get a job um, in television or film um, where Avid is really dominant, well, it's not going to help me to learn somebody else's software or to learn, you know, something that isn't Media Composer, because Avid has taken a crack at free before, but it wasn't Media Composer. So that didn't really serve anybody's purpose. So we realized quickly we were making a mistake just by shutting stuff off and shoving what would have been called Media Composer first out the door in 2015. So we, we just stopped, put the brakes on, and said, okay, what, what does this really need to be for a new user? And we realized there were a lot of things we needed to change about ingesting media and just basic editorial functionality and just just making it more approachable. And when you launch Media Composer, the first thing you're hit with is, okay, what is this project you want to create? Give me your raster size, your frame rate, your color space. Um, do you want to have a film option turned on? Um, do you want a custom project? Because you know, in Media Composer, I can dial in whatever project custom raster I want. And so for a new user, that's like, well, wait a minute, I don't understand half that stuff and don't care about the rest of it. Just give me a nice window where I can say, this is what I want to call my project. And that's it. So stuff like that. So over the past two years, as we refined those things, we kind of started slipping them into Media Composer as well, because we thought, well, if it makes sense for Media Composer first, you know, it actually makes sense for Media Composer too. So things like the source browser that made it easier to find your, your source clips, that made it into Media Composer. So here we are now at July of 2017, and we've got a product we think that makes a lot of sense um, for this up-and-coming audience, for people that want to learn editorial but also want to have, you know, invested their time in learning the Media Composer model. So, you know, even though things are free, your time isn't free. You don't, you know, you want to make sure people are, are getting value for the time they spend learning this thing. And, and you know, as you learn it, you really are learning Media Composer. Um, but at the same time, it's not just this training edition of Media Composer. It's a full-featured, you know, editing system. Um, surprisingly so to a lot of people. So that's, that's, why should they learn it? They should learn it if they want to enjoy the art of editing and they want to invest some time in, in their career. You know, if you just want to edit home movies, you know, you could, you could 
use any of them. You could use Media Composer, Premiere, Final Cut. Um, but if you have an eye towards you know the long term and, and getting a job in, in editing or television or filmmaking, you know I think Media Composer first is a really great way to go. Yeah, and, and I mean that's uh, that's one of the things I noticed about it was, I mean especially coming out to LA and like what I really want to work in short form and commercials, but uh, one of the things I noticed was um, when I talked to post houses. I mean, a lot of them were avid-based, even in the short-form yeah. space. And it's it was hard to go into places and hit the question of like, well, do you know avid? Yeah. And yeah. And that was like, I think that's been like one of the biggest challenges of being in this being in this market is just like needing that skill set in order to move my career forward. Yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, the onus was on, and we, we weren't just hearing it from people like yourself, we were hearing it from the same pro customers of ours. They were saying, hey, listen, uh, the next generation of talent that's coming in the door doesn't know this workflow that I've established with you. They don't understand these tools, and it's making it hard for me to, to you know, keep turning over talent. So it wasn't just, you know, new users or people that didn't want to outlay a lot of cash for editing that came after Avid about doing this, it was our longtime customers saying, hey, you, this is really the thing you guys need to do. And we certainly agreed. Um, and I think one of the important things to us also was, as we made certain compromises in the first edition, we wanted to make sure they really weren't in the editorial part of it. We wanted to make sure that when you learn the editing model of Avid, which is really why Avid dominates in that space, because of the, how the timeline works and because of the editing model and the media management and the reliability, of the of the platform itself, we didn't want to cut corners there. We wanted to be able to say, okay, if you use Media Composer first, you know how to edit on Media Composer. There's just going to be more doors that are open to you, um, greater depth in some of the functionality that you didn't have before in the free version. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to play with uh, Media Composer first because I have Media Composer, and I don't think I can. <laughs> we like we like that too. Yeah, well, it's, I just can't. I don't think I can run them at the same time. You can't. Um, that is that is one thing. I mean, we have a lot of of our customers that want to try it out just for the sake of seeing it. And unfortunately, you can't have Media Composer and MC First, as we call it, running on the same box, um, just because of some technical. You know, they sort of step on each other a little bit. Um, not that we sort of see that as being a need anyway. I mean, I think people that are running Media Composer first, you know, they're going to cut their teeth on that and and you know, enjoy using that. And at some point they're going to say, I want to move up to the full version and they'll flip over to media composer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, at least we hope, you know, hopefully it's a good experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a great resource for people who are trying to, um, break in, especially into filmmaking on the post side here in LA. I mean, Else, I mean, in a lot of other markets, it's Adobe Premiere, Final Cut Pro 10 is dead in my opinion, but that's just me. I mean, I've yeah. I've never tested that piece of software, but in other markets, it's always been Adobe Premiere and sometimes Avid. But it's it's great to see the strides that Avid is making into the space, especially with this release. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like I said, I hopefully people, you know. At least take the time to whether you know you've you've got a lot of hours invested in Premiere or Final Cut or whatever. I guess 
a big part of Media Goes First was just about getting rid of excuses. Like, there's no excuse not to try it. It's free. You know, if, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, but, but give it a shot. A lot of very talented people do like it, and there's a reason they do. So, you know, I, no matter what you like, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you don't use my – you don't use Avid. Well, you're not – you're not legit. I, I don't like that. Um, you hear that sometimes, and I, th I think that's crazy. And we use the term professional a lot to sort of get across an understanding of the, the type of customers using the product, and meaning like facilities and post-production environments. And you know, but I, I don't ever want anyone to think that hey, if you don't use Avid, you're not a professional. That's that's crazy. Um, you know, you, if you're a storyteller, you're a storyteller. It doesn't matter what the label is on the, on the tools you're using. Now, we hope that you're a happier storyteller because you use our stuff and we're dedicated at making it a good experience for you. Um, and that's, if anything I think separates Avid from everybody else, it's, it's just that focus, that dedication. This is, we established this space 30 years ago. I mean, really, it wasn't, there were other players trying to figure out how to get nonlinear editing, you know, going. Um, Avid was fortunate enough through just having a solid editing model and really good media management. I think people forget that part of it is that um, it's that's that's the foundation of your reliability. I tell people all the time it's we're still standing because we have the foundation of our house is really strong. Mm -hmm. When we started out, it wasn't picture quality and it wasn't effects and it wasn't all the um, I don't want to say ancillary things, but really the core has always been the editing model and the media management and how well you interrupt with other parts of the production process. Because, you know, 30 years ago, you weren't going to finish on Avid. You weren't going to finish on anything. You were going to finish on film. You were going to finish on tape. So you had to have really good media management. You had to have really good metadata management, being able to, to carry forward all the decisions you made in editorial into, you know, the final stages of the process. So we have a good foundation and we have a good foundation because that's, that's what we do. We don't, um, you know, the other companies that, you know, the Adobe and, and Apple and, and, you know, they're, uh, I'm a, I'm a customer of theirs as well. They, they make amazing products, but this, to me, this part of it is, is a very small part of what they do of their DNA. I mean, Apple's the ultimate consumer electronics company. I can't see that changing anytime soon. So, you know, making an NLE app is, is, is cool and they make a, a good one, I think, but it's not, it doesn't. It's not uh, the axle on which they turn, and same thing with with Adobe, with Premiere. They, they're the you know desktop publishing giant and web analytics giant. You know, that's where their bread and butter is. You know, video editors, filmmakers, broadcasters. That's Avid's core. And I don't see that ever changing. Absolutely. And uh, what are some of the features that uh, people can expect in this release of Avid? Uh, for Media Composer First, it's funny. I actually, um, just a few weeks ago, I went out to L.A. and interviewed a bunch of professional editors. Um, I think I saw that piece. It featured yeah, uh, it's, a bunch it's of online editors, right? right now. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Kevin Tent, who I'm a big fan of. He's a feature film editor, Oscar-nominated editor, things like Sideways, The Descendants, Nebraska. Um, Kelly Dixon does Better Call Saul. I think it was kind of a running, ended up being a running joke in the video, but she cuts Better Call Saul, did Breaking Bad. Um just you know Nancy Forner from she's a an editor and also um, head head of the editing track at USC so she knows a lot about editing so we, we basically brought media composer first out to them had them look at it and the thing the, the big takeaway is they all were just like why well, don't what's the difference this to me this is media composer 
And that's definitely what we wanted. We wanted people that knew Media Composer to look at it and go, wow, this is, this is what I use. Um, and make them really have to hunt to find things that weren't in there um, that they're used to using in Media Composer. And there wasn't much. It actually, even this morning, we had a short meeting where there was another, like, geez, did we leave too much stuff in here? Um, but I, I think it's we hit just the right balance. Um, you know, it is a complete editing tool set. And again, that was very important to us. We didn't want people right away to feel like, oh, this was just so I learned how to use Media Composer. I can't really do stuff on here. Uh, no, it's it's complete. Um, I think where you start, you see limitations in things like you know track count. Whereas in Media Composer, you have 24 tracks of video. Um, in MC First, there's four. So stuff like that. But I think already we're seeing users have fun with like, okay, how do I get around that? Oh, I can use collapse tracks, or I can mix this down. So already in the short time it's been out, and there's you know tens of thousands of people that have already downloaded it. The forums already starting to bubble with people trying to get around the 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 little roadblocks, which I think I think is great. I think that's what editing is all about. There's a certain amount of hacking to it. Um, I mentioned that you know Media Composer was resolution independent. I can have any kind of project type in there. For MC First, your output is limited to HD. You can work with any kind of source media, so 4K, you know anything, but your your finished product will be HD, which again, is still the dominant deliverable for pretty much everything, which is why all these professional editors are like, well, I could do my job on this. I'm delivering Better Call Saul in HD. Mm-hmm. So, and, then they're probably, like and then they're probably taking like an XML or EDL and sending it over to a flame op, right? Exactly. And that, you know, the, that AAF stuff, you know, that kind of stuff is not in Media Composer First because we don't see Media Composer First as something where you're interopping with other people. It's sort of like a hero system. Like I'm doing it all myself. Yeah. It actually, um, one of the things that's new for Avid and is in Media Composer first is this published to social. So when I'm done, I can sort of, you know, one clip published to YouTube and Facebook and things like that. Because um, obviously you want to you share this great idea you had with, with the world. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not so much that things are missing. It's just that the depth isn't there. So, you know, you go into the color corrector. It doesn't have all the, the features of, the, you know, the full set of tools in the Media Composer color corrector or the symphony color corrector but it's the same model and really a lot of what you would need is in there um you know for audio you know you can do mono and, and dual mono and stereo whereas in media composer you have you know five one and seven one surround sound you have 96 kilohertz of you know audio in media composer you don't in media composer first stuff that really an independent i don't think is going to care about for the most part whereas our, you know, I use that word pro again, and I know it's a loaded word, but our pro customers would be like, oh, well, that's that's non-negotiable. I have to have surround sound um, for my deliverables. So it's you know, it's media composer for me. Um, that That's really kind of the the general idea behind, behind how we differentiate between the two. Cool. And you mentioned that there's four tracks of video. Four tracks of video, eight tracks of audio. Um, there are no data track, what we call data tracks. Um, which you would have in Media Composer for things like closed captioning and, oh, you know, a triggering stuff. I don't even, I don't even quite understand um, the way they use data tracks. To they'll use it in, in theme parks. Well, they make a video and then at a certain point in the track, it'll trigger some animatronic thing oh, to that's happen. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the thing with Media Composer being around for thirty years, like I was saying before, it's got so much stuff built into it that addresses so many different markets and so many different types of uses. That even to this day, um, the American Cinema Editors Ace they had an event 
well, they have lots of events, but they had one a few weeks ago that I was fortunate enough to get to go to. And these are, you know, the best of the best. These are Oscar winning editors that have made, you know, the films that you go to see and you love or don't love maybe. Um, but even they're still seeing stuff like, I had no idea it did that. Or, and you'll see these editors get together and they'll be poking at it together. And one will say, well, this is how I set it up. Or this is how I use this tool. And the other editor will be like, I've never used it that way. I use it this way. And that's, it's, it's really amazing. Something that deep, um, people that have been using it a long time can still keep learning about it and still keep finding new ways to use tools than they'd ever thought before. And I think that's what's exciting about editing is it's, especially on the assistant level, and I'm working my way up towards that now, um, it's the challenge of how to manage these massive projects with hundreds of hours of assets and how do we do it in a way that makes our lives easier so we can maybe see our friends and family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a fun business, or at least it's supposed to be, um, but it, you know, it, it's not going to be if, if – just trying to get an idea across or tell a story becomes this painful, overly challenging process. And, um, you know, Media Composer is where it is in, in the in Hollywood, for example, because of the reliability of it. You know, the, the, you can get out on time and see your, you know, family or friends or both or whatever. Um, you know, it's reliable. It's the reason it's used on all these major motion pictures. Again, it goes back to that media management architecture you can have these massive projects on it without, you know, it does, it won't blink. It's, it's just built for that. Whereas, you know, other solutions that have been used in a feature film environment, I can tell you from just talking directly to the people involved in those projects, you know, to sort of quote them, it was a nightmare. You know, they had to put an army on it to, to make it work. And I've been hearing that for years, whether it was, you know, company X or company Y, um, you know, when they're, when their systems have been used on feature films, which are very demanding, it's not simple. I mean, there's a lot of on-site resources from those companies to make sure that it worked and get it to work and recode it. And, you know, you don't have to look too far online and look back too far to see examples of some of these products deleting media from the users. I mean, that's just crazy. No, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, they should <laughs> have wasn't a... It wasn't long ago. It's like a month ago that this happened and that's you know that's what happens when your singular focus isn't on this space when yeah, you're not dedicated completely to this that's scary yeah i mean that's why you duplicate things to have a separate hard drive and <laughs> that's that's definitely a good practice you put it in a vault somewhere and hope that you never have to dust it off but that's why we duplicate media these days and have a yeah. redundancy but even even with that safeguard I mean, you think of the time you spend recovering that. I mean, oh, and that's God. in that you know when you've got deadlines like you do in, in television and even feature film, where it feels like, oh no, we've we set our own deadlines, or no, you know, it's months from now that we have to release this film. There are millions of dollars behind all of this, you know, happening at a certain time. So if you've got to, you know, if there are technical limitations, whether it's because of bad media management or bad interop or just bad anything it's going to have a huge impact. And that's that's kind of, again, a big reason why Avid is, is still there when there's other choices. It's because, well, we know this is proven. We know this works, and it works the way we want it to work, and we know that Avid is you know listening to us all the time. So I, I just want that same experience to be enjoyed by people outside of Hollywood. It's great to, to have this position in Hollywood, but I think you know I want students and 
kids and anybody that wants to tell a story to be able to, to use this tool set as well. And hopefully that's what we've done with Media Composer first. Absolutely. And I mean, I learned Avid in college, but the only way that I could get access to it is by going into our media labs or and being involved in our college TV station. I mean, that was oh, yeah. the only way that I could play with Avid. Meanwhile, I'm running Final Cut Pro, I think it was five and then seven on my laptop back at my fraternity, just cutting away by myself. And I'm stoked for all, I'm stoked and jealous of all these kids that now have access to a, a really good um, NLE and can start using it as training wheels before they graduate. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so too. And like you, um, you know, when I, right before I joined Avid, I'll just, just quick anecdote is, um, before I went in to apply for a job at Avid, I was like, oh, I got to find one of these machines somewhere. And I called, you know, I found a school that had one and said, listen, I, I, can I come in after hours? Can I, uh, anything just to get on it for a few minutes? And of course, at the time, this, these boxes were tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like, no, kid, beat it. Um, this is, you know, this isn't a toy. This is for professionals. And again, there's that word professional. I think a lot of people that, you know, in recent years that have used other stuff have, have a little bit of a built-in resentment towards Avid because of that sense like, hey, you're not good enough for this, or hey, this isn't for you, this is, you know, for people that are serious about this, and, and again, I hate that, and and hopefully this is a, a big step towards removing that perception, and people just sort of look, you know, if you've never used Avid before, give it a chance, it's, that's all I'm saying, is it's free, I think you're going to have fun using it, you're going to be part of a community of some really cool people that use this thing to tell great stories, and you know, hopefully you're the next one to, to bring a great story to the world. Absolutely. And you, yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see like what people are going to do with the platform and start to use it as a means to get things going. But as they do that, is there a place where they can learn more about the platform and learn how to make the, I mean, you guys yeah. published a bunch of uh, videos recently on the quick start guide to um, avid media composer first are there other resources out there that they should be looking at yeah i mean so there's the quick start guide we also have a set of tutorials that are you know really beginner level um we wanted to make sure we didn't go into this with any assumptions of, you know about how, what the user would know about nonlinear editing so some really you know on our website just basic how to get comfortable with the thing but also there's this company called inside the edit mm -hmm. and um they teach editing. They don't necessarily teach Avid, but they use Avid to do it. Um, but what I like about them is they don't hit you over the head with like, okay, this is Avid, Avid, Avid. Um, but but their model is really cool. Um, they do tutorials and training in a way that I, mean, I think is better than anybody else has ever done. And they have a set of um, editing tutorials. Again, editing, not Media Composer first, but editing. But they do it on Media Composer first. So it'll be familiar to you, and you'll learn great concepts about the art of editing um, in a way that I think is really fun and great to look at. Um, I'm very jealous of, of them for how they do it. I've done a lot of tutorials myself and mine have never looked as good as the ones they do. Um, so there are those, you know, we're constantly publishing stuff on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. Um, and certainly as, as people out there get to know Media Composer first, I hope they start their own. You know, I think the, the fun part of this business is when people start sharing their ideas and their take on how things work or should work. And, and so hopefully people start doing that. Absolutely. And I'm assuming that there's also resources there for someone who might have been, who are Adobe Premiere editors on, and they're making the switch. Yeah, we 
I don't know that we have any specific to Media Composer first. I know that we've done some, um, or at least we've showcased some from uh, an editor named Kevin McAuliffe, you know, his take on, you know, Media Composer for Adobe Premiere editors. So uh, you can Google that. Those are probably up on our blogs page, um, but just Google, you know, Media Composer for Premiere editors and and you'll find those very easily and they're free and, and uh, a good way of just sort of getting a general idea of how to get going on Media Composer. Awesome. And also at NAB, you announced uh, Pro Tools first. Uh, Pro Tools first has been out for a while. Oh, it now. has been. Excuse uh, me. Yeah, I think when I think with the the buzz around Media Composer first, it caused people to look at Pro Tools first again. What's new in Pro Tools first is something really amazing called cloud collaboration, which was a feature that was previously only in Pro Tools, um, where you know two users, which is such a sounds like a pejorative term, but you know, two, two musicians, that's a better way of saying it, could be collaborating together remotely on the same session. So let's say you're a drummer and I'm a guitar player. We literally could share a, a project remotely and just lay down tracks together um, in the same session. So, you know, write a song together. So that used to be only in the paid version of Pro Tools. Now it's in the free one, uh, Pro Tools First, which is awesome. Um, and it, just like Media Composer First, it's really a surprising amount of capability and features available for free. Um, if you have any sort of interest in music or audio for post, um, definitely download Pro Tools first as well um, and uh, and just really check out all that that product has to offer. Fantastic. And I know that, especially in LA, especially at the company I'm at, Pro Tools is used daily on just mixing just some massive trailers and promos. Yeah, it, it definitely is the industry standard, just like Media it's Composer. A, it's a giant, yeah. Um, Pro Tools, again, and that's a feather in the cap, or at least a, a point in favor of Media Composer and Pro Tools is, be, you know, why learn Media Composer? Well, uh, Pro Tools is so prevalent, and no two, you know, there's no better interop with Pro Tools than you'll get with Media Composer for obvious reasons. So together, they're definitely sort of this two-headed monster um, in Hollywood and in broadcast television and um you know, it's really hard to be great at, at all kinds of different things. I would love to be a great Pro Tools, you know, user and Media Composer user and, and certainly really have great visual effects chops on something like, you know, Fusion or After Effects. At the, in the end, you, you kind of, you, you find about what your real true talent is and you gravitate towards that. But if, if you haven't figured out what yours is yet uh, and, and audio might be something that you're great at, um, give Pro Tools first a try because it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near, near audio. It's always... <laughs> It's fun. It's all, I've always been a picture guy, and it's it's. Yeah. I mean, regardless of NLE, I mean, I've I've used Final Cut Pro, I've used Premiere, and I've, I'm using Avid now. And in, in all those circumstances, I've found that picture editing is what I'm pretty good at. Yeah, if you can find your 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 true love in 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 the creative space, um, you know invest all your time in that it's again just by nature some people if you're an independent you kind of have to be a jack of all trades and, and be pretty good at a lot of things uh that's another reason why i like media composer a lot is i think it's it's good it's the best editor in my opinion and again that's just my opinion um but then in terms of audio and effects and titling it's it's very accessible it's very easy to use it's not the you know you're not going to find the most powerful audio tools or effects tools in media composer you'll find the most powerful you know audio tools and pro tools and effects tools i'll let people debate on whether it's after effects or nuke or fusion or what have you um 
but the stuff that's in Media Composer is really well integrated. It's easy to use. It, you know, to do eighty percent of everything you need it to do in terms of effects or titling or audio. Um, and if you do need to go that next notch up, there's great plugins for that stuff. Or if you're going to go over to Pro Tools, you have this very easy interop with with Pro Tools from Media Composer. Absolutely. And what suggestions would you have for those who are trying to break into the industry, regardless of where they're at? They could be in Boston. They could be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or they could be here in L.A. or even uh, New York. What suggestions do you uh, have for those that are trying to break into the industry, especially as editors or and especially assistant roles? Well, I mean, I, I can only really sort of parrot what I hear from the people that do the hiring, whether it's editors or, you know, post facility um, managers. Um, this is going to sound like a bit of a cop out, but it's really the truth. You know, learn Avid. I mean, it's when we talk to these pro users, we ask them, what advice do you have for up and comers? And they say, well, if you want to work with me or work in my space, learn Avid because uh, you may be super talented, but this is the model that I have. This is the model that we use, and there's a lot of good reasons for why. Um, so let's get that one out of the way because it really is sort of, you know, it feels a little weird for me to be saying that, but that's definitely what we hear. Um, you just have, you know, it's, it's a lot of the, the typical stuff and you don't have, you could be in Tulsa or you could be in Boise, Idaho, or you, you could be anywhere in the world. You got to be dependable and reliable. You just got to, you know, show up early, show up often, stay late, you know, say yes to, you know, whatever they ask within reason. Um, you know, there's this, uh, expression that you hear a lot, which is the, you know, the fake it till you make it. Someone says, Hey, can you do this? Yeah, I can do that. And then, you know, study like hell to figure out how to do it. Um, cause though, you know, when you're working in that kind of environment, a very demanding environment with deadlines and a lot of pressure, you want to be surrounded with people that are very positive, um, that you can depend upon. And that's not unique to Hollywood. That's, that's, that's not even unique to our business. That's anything, you know, you know, you want, you want people that are good in the room, as they say, and you know, there's definitely a certain amount of um, politics isn't the right word, but you get you get to understand um, the, the the dynamics of the creative environment, and you know when to offer up your ideas and when to be good about executing other people's. Um, it's really just just being a good person to work with. Uh, I think a lot will be forgiven in terms of technical know-how or, or raw talent if you're just a, a good person to work with. I think, I think that's really, I'd love to give you more sort of granular, granular, like learn this, learn that kind of stuff. But it's just, it's just what I said, it, you know, you're, you're going to get in the door knowing Avid. You're going to stay in the door by being a good person to work with. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's really the combination of the hard skills with the soft skills. Yeah, that's a great, there, there you go. You said it better than I ever could. It's just, you know, I'm not even going to try. You, you got it. Fantastic. And uh, where can uh, people learn more about uh, Avid Media Composer first? Uh, well, certainly just avid.com is, is the place to start there. And then it all springs forth from that. Um, you know, when you get to the Media Composer first landing page on avid.com, it'll take you in a lot of different directions. A lot of, a lot of stories about people that use Avid. Um, I think up there now are stories on um a Baby Driver, the new film that just came yeah, out. Yeah, I just saw it. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you'll meet Paul Matchless, who cut that, and he'll teach you all about, you know, Avid. Um, he's a really great guy. I was fortunate that I got to go down to Atlanta when they were shooting that and see him using Media Composer on set. So he uses it in a really unique way. So I think people get a lot out of that. I think there's stuff from Stranger Things that we did. Um, 
their editing team uses Avid to do Stranger Things. They're busy finishing up Stranger Things 2 right now. Uh, the Hobbit. Um, there's some older stuff on there, like about Iron Man 2. Uh, just really great stories about the people that use uh, Media Composer to, to make these amazing projects. And then again, also some direction on, you know, uh, how to learn Media Composer first, how to learn Media Composer. And then, of course, always, you know, the all-important promos. Like, is there, you know, are there any great, you know, features available, um, offerings going on at the time for jumping into Media Composer um, once you're ready to, you know, to make the leap into the into the, the big edition of Media Composer. Fantastic. And uh, any major final thoughts or things that we may have missed during this? Um, I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, again, I would just say... Um, just give it a try. I mean, now that it's free, there's just no excuses. And, uh, you know, just learn to, to, to find the joy in it because I think it is a lot of fun to use. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. You know, you, get in, you know anybody that's ever had an interest in telling a story in one way, shape, or form, let them know it's out there. And, and it's kind of cool to be, you know, uh, you're putting something together and knowing that this is the same thing they're using right now to do the next season of Game of Thrones. That's just, that's that's kind of fun to me hopefully other people feel the same way yeah only like two more weeks two more weeks yeah oh and it's, it's it's gonna be good i i sure hope so i mean uh <laughs> i don't know what else there's to watch i mean there's a lot to watch i just don't know where to start right now there's there's so much good tv right now it, it's it's it really is a sort of a renaissance and in, in, and that, that's just it i mean okay one more final thought there's there's more content than ever being created because there's more outlets for it than ever whether it's you know the traditional ones and now over the top and then social and it's just like you gotta there were so many barriers to all of this stuff not that long ago whether it was in the production part of it the editing part of it the distribution part of it you know cameras used to be ridiculously expensive the editing stuff was crazy and then getting it out there you had to go through the gatekeepers you couldn't just tell the story yourself and get it out online now this this is definitely the no excuses era of storytelling you gotta just go do it that's that's the other thing that the editors will tell you when you ask for advice. Edit, edit, edit. There's no no replacement for just getting on Media Composer and just start cutting. I think I think I'll just end on that. That sounds like a good place to do it. Well, that about wraps up this episode of Render Time. Big thanks to Matt Fury for coming on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Fury. That is M A T T F E U. R-Y. You can also learn more about Avid Media Composer and Pro Tools by following them on Twitter and Facebook. You can also go over to avid.com to learn more. Also, if you are finding Render Time to be of value in terms of your own creative journeys, I would love it if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would help other people find the show and use it as a creative resource in their own creative journeys, whether that's trying to be a filmmaker here in Los Angeles and Hollywood, or being a art director in New York, or a musician in Seattle. Being a creative is not easy at times. My goal is ultimately that this can be a resource that you can use on your own creative journey, and I would love it if other people could use it as well. If you'd like to follow me, Richard, on socials, you can find me all over the internet. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I live in all these places. I would love to connect with you and have a conversation with you and hear about your own creative journeys and what the work that you are making and the things that ultimately get you excited each and every day. 
Well, that's all I got for this episode. As always, create, share, and sustain the life that you want. Get out there and make some awesome work. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.